Where do you go for comics new and old? Where do you see your favorite television and movie stars? And where do you go to see the best in cosplay? Wizard World Comic Con. Wizard World Comic Con offers live entertainment and gaming, comics new and old, cosplay, toys and memorabilia, and a chance to meet your favorite television and movie stars. For news, celebrity updates, and tickets to future shows, go to wizardworld.com. Don't feel like paying full price? No problem. Use promo code CANDAIR at checkout to get 10% off your tickets. So, where are you going to go for your pop culture fix? Wizard World Comic Con. Go to wizardworld.com for tickets. Well, dudes, Michelangelo here from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original one. Yeah, and you are listening to Candair Podcast. It happens to be a tribute to comics and pop culture like yours truly, Cowabunga! everyone and welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And joining us today, we have the organizer of one of the, if not the, biggest Smash Brothers tournaments in Ohio. Every word of that sentence excites the hell out of me. We welcome Spencer Kirksey to the show. Spencer, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank, thank you guys for having me on. It's an honor. Um, I, I'm happy to be here and I'm ready to uh, discuss some stuff with you guys. Uh, lots to talk about for sure. Lots of stuff to discuss indeed. Yeah, we're going to be starting in the retro round table talking multiplayer video games, which just makes sense if you have the, you know, if your guest is somebody who's hosting one of the biggest, you know, multiplayer fighting <laughs> game tournaments there is in Ohio, right? Right. So look forward to that and seeing what we've uh, all got for answers, because this wasn't just video games. This was board, board games, games too, yeah. all kinds of games. Sure. And you, you pride yourself in having a lot of entries for this category that aren't video games, right? I've got about half and half. is not more than I thought I would. I'm so. interested. Very interested to see what that's about. And then after that, we're going to turn our attention over to Spencer and talk more about the Central Ohio Smash Tournament. But... Before we do that, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing here and you want to get some more content and want control of that content, you, you, you want to be able to tell us what you want to hear in the show, just go over to Patreon.com forward slash CannedAirPod or go to our website, CannedAirPodcast.com and follow the link. And you, for $5 a month, can have that kind of power and access to the Canned Air Patreon pod. Releases once a month. We have about two years worth of episodes on there, yeah. so well worth your money if you ask me. And if you're going to a Wizard World Con here in the future, more specifically, I guess by the time people are hearing this, this, this is, is yeah, this is posting the day of uh, the uh, the first day of Wizard World Comic Con Columbus, October 18th. So 18th, 19th, and 20th. If you are one of those last minute people buying your ticket, use Can There in the promo box at checkout. Get 10% off that ticket. And also, if you're inside, stop by, uh, if you are at the con, go to Brian E. Lau. I wish I'd have been saying this. I, I forgot to say this in the last Ooh, episode. Man. Go to Brian E. Lau, his booth in Artist Alley. He's selling Inferno City Firehouse and Staunch Ambition. And he said if you go by and mention Canned Air, he'll give you a discount on the books. Oh, snap. I mean, it's it's the phrase that pays, right? Yeah. Canned Air. <laughs> Enough said. Enough said. What else we have? Anything? Did I cover all the bases? I think, I think so. you did, yeah. yeah. Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. And here we go. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Multiplayer video games. Where do we start? I got one from back in the PS2 days. Ooh. Let's hear it. Uh, Champions of Norath. Dude, that is a fucking good game. Wasn't it? It yes. was so good. No idea. It what was is this? Kind of like Diablo is a top-down adventure okay. game in the world of EverQuest. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was, you just run around, kill stuff, get loot, put on new armor, it, it, level it, your character up. It was more like Diablo 2 almost, I would say, right? Because you could like choose the different character classes, you know, had a lot more customization. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a good game. Hmm. Yeah, I've never played it. But I think there was, I want to say there's even the old cheat where you could save your game on your uh, memory card. Memory card. And then... Double your cash. You'd load it up, dump your stuff on the ground, and then, like, reload or something like that. But yeah. your stuff would be on the ground, so you just keep picking up. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. There was something you could do uh, in Diablo like that, too. Like, yeah. up in town, like, if you dropped your gold on the ground and there was something, if you did it really quick, it would show up in your inventory and also still be on the ground so you could pick it up again and just mm-hmm. keep I had so much freaking money <laughs> I I screwed that game over so hard because you weren't supposed to be able to do spells in town either and yeah. I, I I found a way around that there were all kinds of codes and things you could do <laughs> but um, it would be so funny to I could make myself invisible and and you just sit in town waiting for people to come through and trade and when they do, you can stand right between them. When they throw their shit on the ground, you pick it up, and they start accusing each other of stealing and killing each other. <laughs> and then you get cool stuff, you know. You son of a bitch. Oh, indeed. That guilty as charged. That was the whole point. <laughs> so it was fun. Oh, my God. Spencer, what about you, sir? Uh, I'm going to start off with the board game route. Um, sure. Uh, this this one's a personal favorite of mine and my family's. Uh, we still play it to this day. Um when we get together clue and oh, i'm talking yeah. oh, about i haven't like, played that for so long the old old clue like my uh my dad broke out the i want to say the original clue like the manufactured number one clue <laughs> uh based off of what the board looks like um but uh just memories man memories playing that with my family um now with my new family my wife and and our friends um yeah so the the classic uh classic who done it the last version of Clue I played was a Golden Girls themed Clue, oh and my. you had to find out who ate the last piece of cheesecake. <laughs> who done it? <laughs> Turns out it was I, Rose. I think, that's the, I think that's the beauty of Clue, though. It's like still played to this day, and there's different uh, renditions of it, and it, mm-hmm. it keeps it fresh. So um, I, I know th- I know this is retro, but uh, it stems from that, and and people to this day still enjoy it. Yeah, it's a good game. You ever see the movie? I have not. I actually have not. (laughs) No. Tim Curry's in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's been years since I've seen it, but it was was a pretty good movie. It's just like the game. Yeah, with like multiple endings too, right? Yeah, actually there was. (laughs) Really? Did it show you all those multiple endings like in your initial showing or the like special features on a DVD or something? No, I think it went through them all. It was kind of like how Wayne's World did. Yeah. (laughs) I see. No, no. It's funny how a uh, board game can get a movie, like Battleship. or <laughs> We don't even talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's uh, so great to hate, but I uh, don't you know. No. The Monopoly movie. Mousetrap, the movie. I'm really surprised they haven't done a Monopoly one. Mm, yeah. 
It could still happen. Yeah, good. Don't say it too loud. Yeah, really. <laughs> it, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Hungry Hungry Hippos, the movie. <laughs> Just make a <laughs> bunch of rabid hippos take a town. My mom played a uh, life-size Hungry Hungry Hippos. I don't know what that means. The, I don't know. She was over some friend's house, and they had a bunch of, uh, what are they, floor creepers get underneath the car. Yeah. And you get four people each side you lay on it and you get like a clothes clothes basket <laughs> and they had a bunch of balls that this they sounds funny shit yeah just put them on the middle and then someone grabs your feet and pushes you in and out and you just sit there and grab all the balls dude that's wow. awesome it, I was like no shit yeah. but I see my mom do it it was hilarious but <laughs> wow who thought of that hillbilly hungry hungry hippos <laughs> yeah, more or less yep yeah, I'd cool rather do that than cornhole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any day of the week. Easy. Yeah. You throw a bean bag into a hole. That's kind of fun. Just yeah. the name of Give it doesn't sound fun. Yeah, the name of it all just puts me off already. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> oh, shit. What are you doing out in the yard? Cornholing. Ew. <laughs> Better wash your hands. <laughs> Sick. All right. Uh, Randy, what do you got? Um, all right. So, uh, Basically, when I think of multiplayer video games, the first thing that comes to mind is my N64. It's what I grew up with. It had four ports on the front. You just plug those bad boys in and go. Mm -hmm. And one of the first games I ever got for that system was called a little game called Beetle Adventure Racing. So what it is is it's a racing game based on the Volkswagen Beetles, but mm. it had like kind of this groovy... It, it, I don't know how to explain it, but the, the levels were real fantastic. Like one is like going through a countryside and there's like a UFO and the other you're like driving through like a dense jungle and a T-Rex pops out and tries mm -hmm. to eat you. Um, but they had a multiplayer mode where it was literally like you got rockets and tried to blow up the other cars and collect different colored beetles. Is it like uh, Mario, Mario Kart where you're behind the car 3D? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you could also change the view so you were like looking like in the car. Like yeah. yeah. It was kind of like a mix between Need for Speed and Mario Kart. Okay. So um, it just had really great music. It was just, it was a lot of fun. And it was a title that I don't think a lot of people knew about. And uh, yeah, it was just, I remember like logging so many hours with my friends just screwing around <laughs> that game. Hmm. No, I never even heard of it. No. Never heard of it. Sounds fun though. When I when I'm thinking of this category, when I'm thinking of multiplayer video games, I immediately my mind goes to I guess like Smash Brothers and stuff like where you're all like you and your close buddies are right next to each other, you know, getting into it. it makes me think of the old TMNT arcade game. Oh yeah, and it, it's very topical now because One Up Arcade just released the home version of the Turtles arcade. I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys have seen it yet, mm -hmm. but um, obviously the cabinet's a little bit smaller, right? But the uh, the dash that has or the the panel that has all the buttons on it is still really long, so it's it like butterflies out from the machine <laughs> a little bit. But um, it looks so cool. It looks so neat. I, I think I'm going to have to get one eventually. Not in here. <laughs> Not in here. Randy, no you can't come to the pod anymore. Your seat's been taken by <laughs> an arcade game. <laughs> get off the video games. We're trying to record. Uh, it'd be a competition between Randy and the machine. He'd have to prove <laughs> well, himself more worth the machine. <laughs> I know who would win. <laughs> Randy, this is a tough conversation to have. <laughs> yeah. We've decided replaced. to go with the machine. But um, yeah, I would love to get one of those what about you guys one up arcades is have they those ever interested you at all yeah um i saw the tmnt when didn't they do like a street fighter yeah there's a street fighter one yeah, as that well one pretty cool aside from those i think they're mostly like atari okay 
games like you know Galaga and Centipede and Frogger shit like that. But yeah, um, the Turtles and Street Fighter are the ones I'd I'd say to get. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'd go for. But I, I was watching a review online because these people that are on YouTube, I'm telling you, we need to do this shit. It's like review shit on YouTube because these people get sent crazy stuff for free. <laughs> and these people who are reviewing these things, like every time a new cabinet comes out, they just get sent one for free. Jeez. And they do it, did a review on it and they took their Street Fighter one and took it to the office. And after a year, like the panel, like all the artworks, like almost already completely gone played off so of much. It. Yeah. <laughs> so that turtle one comes with like a protective panel that goes over nice. it oh, to protect okay. the artwork. But yeah, That's all awesome. the artwork's original on it. It looks so cool. It looks so cool. I would cool. love to have it. Turtles yeah. game. Yeah, but the thing is, is, you know, I, I don't have, I mean, unless you guys, I mean, I guess it could be for us. <laughs> I was going to say, I never no have to anyone to play it. with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you guys are here, so three of the four turtles isn't bad, right? Spencer, yeah. get your ass over here. Yeah, you're a local <laughs> boy, right? I'll, I'll, I'll fill the final spot, and then everything will be complete. The stars will be aligned, and we can do you this. You can be Raph. <laughs> Short-range Raph. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack, we're back to you. Sorry. I'm sticking with a board game this time. All right. Another game I never played too much. So many times back when, uh, what, late teens, early 20s, we'd go out to my friend's house that way, lived way out in the boonies. And we'd go to his basement and smoke a bunch of weed and play Sorry until it got light pretty much. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> so, there's always grudges at the end because sorry, and then you just throw that person back to the start. Son of a bitch. Yeah, uh, yeah. It it makes me think of my next pick, but it's not my turn yet. So I'll wait till I, it's my turn again to bring that up. But I have a point to that. The games where you can screw your friends over are always the best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> always the best, right? I know another one that we those. Around the same time that we played, but it might be my pick. Your pick, yeah. Don't say it. No, I won't. Because I bet it is. It probably. Is. I bet it is. <laughs> Spencer, what about you, sir? I mean, I'm not sure if you're talking board game or video game here. I, I'm, I'm going to avoid uh, saying what you're thinking because I think we're all thinking the same thing. We might be, um, but I'm, I'm going to go with uh, GoldenEye 007 for the N64. Ooh, what a yeah. good pick. That uh, that's another one where uh, you pick odd job and go on slappers and uh, everybody hates you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you pick odd job, you're naturally an asshole in that game. I mean, yeah, come on. For, exactly. Damn exactly. Hat. I used to uh, I used to play with my brother and sister and we would do uh, the proximity binds. And uh, they were too young to understand how that worked. So uh, even more asshole points for me. <laughs> I Man, when I was playing Perfect Dark, I uh, proximity mines were my jam. Yeah. And there were, uh, I think there were codes you could put in or something you could do to get unlimited proxy mines in some of those uh, multi-level worlds or like multiplayer worlds. And... I would get in there alone, and you could, uh, you know, in games like uh, Call of, maybe Call of Duty, like you throw down three proxy mines. If you throw down a fourth, your first one from before disappears. Yeah. Like you can only ever have like three out at a time, right. and that wasn't the case here. Like I was building Christmas trees out of these fucking <laughs> things. But when you would hit the button, they wouldn't all go off at the same time. Like they'd go off at like five at a time, so it'd just be a bah! Bah, bah, just over and over. <laughs> For some reason, man, that was fun as shit. Too bad they didn't chain like down a hallway, so you 
get three people running down the hallway and just see take them all out. Yeah. One game that I wish I would have got into more for the multiplayer was Red Faction, just for the just because of the destroyable environment. You know, you can tunnel okay. through walls. Yeah, and that shit was great about that through game. the floor and yeah, that'd have been cool multiplayer. You know. Yeah, that would be. The thing I remember with Goldeneye on my end, though, is, you know, that was when I first found out about screen watching. And you'd always be playing with your friends. Are you looking at my screen? Yeah, no, and you yeah. totally were. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I think, one of the first games that probably incited uh, duct tape and cardboard on the, on the front of the <laughs> yeah, television. Because yeah. I certainly know I was tempted to do that before with uh, Halo. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Either that or you find somebody willing to sit under a table and put the TV like <laughs> right at table's height so it cuts it in half. I had buddies that would do land games with Halo. Like, oh, I did. I was one of them. Yeah. yeah. I, man, oh. I miss them, actually, because it was so much fun. It was such a pain in the ass, but when you got everything put together and everybody there, it was the best time yep. in the yeah. world. Because everybody... I know this isn't going to sound appealing because half of everyone you encounter on Xbox Live are fucking assholes or, you know, <laughs> shitty kids. But everybody was so much fun to hang out with. And we would, uh, I had a buddy at the time who had a barn. He had a horse horse barn. I think I told you this before. Mm-hmm. But he had two rooms on either side of this barn that he insulated and finished off, put electricity in them, and they were really nice and connected by router. Oh, nice. Okay. So he'd invite, you know, 20, 30 people over. And as you go to the door with your fucking tube TV in hand, your Xbox over shoulder, your chair. I mean, you had to take everything. Yeah. You know, he'd tell you what room you were in. You'd go set up. And then for the night, you know, that was your team. Against Oh, it was so much fun. Because, you know, the Xbox Live was around, but it wasn't that complicated yet. Right. I yeah. think. And uh, it was just so cool to be able to play a group of players like that. And, uh not have them in the same room. Yeah. Grandpa. <laughs> lived at the one house that I lived at with a bunch of roommates. We had in our basement, in one of the rooms in the basement was my my Xbox and then another guy's Xbox. So we had those hooked together. Then the next room over was another roommate's bedroom where he had his Xbox hooked up. And then the other roommate was all the way up in the attic. And that's where he had his hooked up. So we had tons of people in there. The one upstairs would always be upstairs by himself because that's where him and his girlfriend stayed. <laughs> so we'd be playing. And, of course, we'd always be a dick and reach over to the uh, the router and <laughs> unplug it. <laughs> then you running down the steps. Fucking unplugging my goddamn cable. What are you talking about? Everyone just sitting there. <laughs> we used to, uh, not we, I didn't ever do it, but I had a friend when I was at his house, him and his brother would play Unreal Tournament. <laughs> Same kind of thing. <laughs> He'd be downstairs and whenever he almost beat him, he'd unplug it real quick and plug it back in. And you hear him up there cussing and shit. <laughs> shit was hilarious. It's so funny to play with somebody who just gets so bent out of shape yep. like that. Man, we used to have a buddy uh, we'd play Halo with when we'd do much smaller, you know, uh, system link parties. Who we'd get into like Blood Gulch or something, say, in Halo, and it'd be like two on two, but everybody has the idea, okay, we're teaming up on PJ, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, you know, you, everybody's just ears are peeled listening to him in that room because they know some shit's about to come out of it. And you just hear him in there get frustrated and bum, 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 bum. Guys, 
Because you're fucking assholes. Quit killing me. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. You know, we're just having this, this a little bit of fun. It won't happen again. And you're just getting so mad. That's what you get for being segregating yourself. That's there. crazy. Well, when you're going to act like that, that what do you too. expect? Yeah. Yeah. You're hanging out with your, your friends. I mean, guys are badgering each other all the time. Yeah. Me and these guys were like brothers. So if you're going to show us your underbelly, we're going to fucking stab <laughs> right. you. You know. <laughs> and that's what we did. And we got to the point where he threw his controller against the wall, grabbed his keys, and was gone. That's hilarious. <laughs> Fuck you guys. It was so much fun. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Spencer can tell us some rage quit stories from uh, some of his tournaments, right, man? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I ran one this past weekend, and um, we'll keep names and stuff out of it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's we, how you know it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we had to give some warnings, and and it, it's one of when you're hosting a tournament for money, it's one of my least favorite things to deal with. But I agree with you guys. When it's with your friends, it's it's a whole different thing. You're you're laughing and you're having a good time at, at that person's expense, and I have been <laughs> in that seat as well. So because uh, once you get that reputation as that friend that rage quits. It's hard to get rid of that reputation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's game on every time. <laughs> You've really got to grit your teeth if you're that person. If yeah. you want to stay gaming with your friends, <laughs> but most of them I don't think ever get it. You know, because mm-hmm. we got older and I started playing poker with this dude. And if he, there was one night, we mind you, this is like poker, like we were playing for money, and this dude got pissed because he lost his hand. He grabbed the whole table and flipped it. Oh, oh come God. on. Really? I said, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Go. You're done. No more. And I never invited him back for game night ever again. <laughs> Jeez. Sha-la-la-la. Good times. <laughs> where are we at? Where are we at? It's your turn, man. What's that Mine? one we're all thinking about? All right. Well, the one we're all thinking about, at least we think we're all thinking about, I think it would be cool that if indeed we are all thinking about the same, we said it all at the same time. All what right. to do with lemons? <laughs> so so do we do we all want to say it at the same time yeah how about uh, how about you spencer you want to say it with us what? I, i'm out I, yeah i, I am too I that's not what i was thinking of don't yeah. take what jack said to heart that has nothing no, yeah, to do yeah, with the okay. game yeah, that has nothing joke. to do no, with the yeah. game that's an inside joke okay well i'm, I'm still gonna say it all right if you guys are ready okay yeah. on the count of three one two three true no Oh, nope, not me. No, uh, <laughs> I was in, in trouble. Sorry. What'd you say, Spencer? I was thinking Mario Party. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> Uno. Yeah. Uno. Okay. Talk about a game where you can fuck your friends over <laughs> no, and fuck them God, hard. Yeah, yeah. Plus four. Plus mm-hmm. four. Yeah. <laughs> Plus and four. Wild. I tell you what, man. I've played some games with people over the years where you know you you have to go against your friend or something, but nothing really leaves a scar like Uno. Mm-mm. I mean, I, I have friends that we hold grudges for years over Uno games. No like, <laughs> not super serious, <laughs> but like still like, oh, I'm not playing Uno with this motherfucker, you know, like those kind of reputations. Gotcha. Okay. I'm there with Monopoly with my wife. Won't do it. Really? Mm-hmm. No, the, the reason um, Jack said lemon before we <laughs> said Uno was because uh, Kyle Pryor, who has been on the show several times, a uh, friend of the shows, we, me, Jack, him, and I think it was just us three. There wasn't the fourth. No, because you and me were the only ones that popped up. 
bought it because <laughs> he had it already. We were on Xbox Live and we had gone through a stint of playing Grand Theft Auto to the point where we couldn't play it anymore. So we wanted to play something, but just not that. So Kyle's like, let's all buy and download Uno. And we're like, hell yeah. Who doesn't love Uno? So we, that's what we did. We bought it, downloaded it, and it wouldn't work. <laughs> it did not work. Come to find out that, who was it? Ubisoft, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Didn't support it anymore. Oh. So, you so the online, online feature was totally gone. Yeah, oh, you could geez. only play the the, the robe or the AI. Okay. So we we started saying, telling Kyle, like, thanks for selling us a lemon here. <laughs> <laughs> for the next forty eight hours, we bombarded his social media and his text yeah. messages with nothing but pictures of lemons, <laughs> <laughs> gifts, anything that had to do with a lemon. Oh, that is amazing. Good times. Sha la la. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know everybody's opinion on the, uh, I said plus four earlier. Um, I, I wasn't on the same page. Let's see if we're on the same page with this. Uh, can you stack the plus four cards? I would say yes. I say yes. I know, well, There's one time that I was playing with a bunch of friends, and one friend had two hands full of cards because we were playing with, like, two decks, I think. And we were just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. There's nothing you can play. Every time it came to, he him. was just holding all the wilds. He, well, I don't even know if he had wilds, but we, I kept, I remember I kept slamming him with plus fours, and then it would get reversed and get back right on him. And he just, he never had anything. If he could lay, if it came to his turn to lay something down, he said he couldn't. So he had no matches. Now there was or wilds. Now, like you said, everybody's got their own set of rules with Uno. Yeah, but. If somebody says they don't have something to lay, you should be able to call their bluff. And if they actually don't have it, then they have to pick up. Like, if they were bullshitting you, then they have to pick up, too. Oh, really? I've never I thought. That before. Again, different sets of rules. <laughs> uh, we always play that if you had something, got that color or a match, you had to play it. That's how we always played. Newer Uno decks have things like called new cards in them, I think. There's like new cards added to the deck that I don't like. Mm. I don't like when they do that. Don't fix it if it's not no, broken. it was fine the way it was, yeah. Yeah, how long has Uno been holding itself up? Mm-hmm. Leave it alone. Leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> but yeah, I would hold, I'd hold draw fours. So every time, there's so many times it got around to me. Boom, draw four. Oh, another one, color match. Boom, I enjoyed four. just getting one and holding it for my Uno card. That way, when I called Uno... Didn't matter what anybody said or what color they changed or mm, number they made yep. it. Jeremy was laying that card down. Unless the inevitable draw two or four came up. Well, <laughs> we, well if we played, if you if you didn't have anything and you had a wild, you had to play it. So that didn't always work with us because you'd be holding on to that and then all of a sudden, God damn it, I got to do it. <laughs> so mm. then you got screwed. But I guess you could cheat. But if anyone remembered by the end, you son of a bitch, you had that the whole time. Yeah. The laws of Uno. Yeah. Fickle they are. Very fickle, but that and we never kept score. We just oh, played. we did. We had yeah, a book, man. <laughs> I had no idea you kept score of it. Yeah, we had a book, and uh, like whoever, when you called Uno, whoever had cards left, you had to add up the total on the on the faces. This is how we played anyway. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we had a notebook <laughs> dedicated to it that had dates in it. Like we would get off work <laughs> at like eleven, twelve o'clock, and go to our friend's house and like sit there till like three or four o'clock in the morning. Jesus, this was years ago. Like you said, smoking weed and playing. Oh yeah, Uno, just sitting there just having a time. So ripped that if you had Uno and you didn't call it right when you put that card down, that you had to draw four, I think, or something like that. If someone caught you, something like that. So we'd be sitting there ripped and just sitting there watching. <laughs> yeah. you son of a bitch you didn't call it 
It's my turn now. You're going to call it. Oh. Trying to be fast like a fucking sloth is trying to be fast. <laughs> <laughs> don't call it. Don't call it. Don't call it. My turn. You didn't call it. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, where are we? I think it's my turn. Randy. So I, I didn't get on the Uno craze. Sorry, guys. But uh, I did have a little game called Weapons and Warriors. You guys familiar with this? No. This so is a board game, a video game. game. This is a board game. Okay. Slash toy. So basically what it was is it was like a big plastic like castle with these little like tiny targets that if you hit like parts of the castle would blow up. And that sounds familiar. There was the castle and then there was like there were two sides like you could be the castle or you could be like the the robin hood type in the the field that had like little crossbows mm-hmm. and catapults and stuff and you would try and shoot back and forth and hit the the little ramparts that would kick the guys off then you can move your catapults and stuff closer to the castle mm-hmm. but uh yeah it was i remember uh bunny and i would just like that's all we would do on a saturday just it sounds fun, and I feel like how big was the castle? Like when it was all put together and stuff. I mean, of course, this is when I was younger, so it seemed enormous. But, it, but right, it, it was pretty good. It was size. a decent size. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember when, when. What year would you say this was? Approximately Probably like mid nineties, like, something like that, like early to mid. Yeah, I think I remember that. It was cool. I mean, you, you never wanted to be the freaking guys out in the freaking no. Yeah, well, you always wanted no. to be the castle because. It was a bitch to like hit the thing to drop the iron gate, and then you had to like shoot it again. Yes, right the, in the iron gate. Yep, that brings it. I do remember it. Okay, all right. I remember seeing commercials for it. Yeah, well, that's how I remember. I never yeah, had right. it, but I, I think it was around the same time as. Uh, remember Tornado Rex? We've talked about that oh, on the yeah. show before. Yeah, yeah. I still have a Tornado Rex in the basement. He's missing pieces. He's missing Rex, the most important Dude. piece of all. But. Still have the, the Tasmanian devil, you mean? Yeah, what a ripoff, man. I, Looney Tunes was going to sue somebody's oh, ass, yeah. I would think, over that. But it was that's one of those games that's like a mousetrap where you rarely play the whole game. You just set it up set and it up you and send Rex on yep. the way, you know. <laughs> fuck those hikers up, you know. Yeah. Good pick, good pick. Oh, going back to GoldenEye, do you see that they're redoing it? They've redone it a couple times, I think. Have they? I think they actually got a real one coming out. Oh, do soon. that? <laughs> a real one? What yeah. do you mean a real one as opposed well, to a fake one? Well, instead of people putting one together, an actual licensed one. I think. Remake. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, in, So the other ones weren't redone like through Rare or, so, or who well, was that? I think. So Rare. Yeah, Rare did the original on the N64. And then there was one for GameCube, I thought. I don't know if Rare. Was there? Maybe Rare I probably think it did, but it wasn't one. Goldeneye. It wasn't like classic Goldeneye remake. It was a whole new game. Wasn't it a Time to Kill or something? No, I think there was a Goldeneye game. Was there yeah. for GameCube? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I might have to look into this. I was just joking. Back me up, Spencer. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't know about for the GameCube. I know, and I may be mistaken here, but I'm pretty sure I have one for the PS3. Okay, really? I think hmm. it was like cross-platform at that point, so it probably wasn't rare. But I, hmm. maybe it was a Facebook memory. Could be. Back in the day, you liked this <laughs> article. <laughs> Memories. I think we're back to you. Oh, now. my turn. The only other video game I can that really comes to mind was a uh, well, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Oh, oh man, what a good pick! How'd that not register? No, that one always sits in the back of my head. I always have it ready to download. It's all. It's not ready to download. It's always downloaded, so I can go back. I don't have no one to play it with. Yeah. Well, man, uh, I don't think I had that on wand. How much is that to download? I might download that and play that with you. 
I don't even know. I know it was free or discounted last year or something like that, the year before. Mm. No, Probably that can't be much at this point. It's maybe an it was... old game. It's like a 360 game. Which one? I, mean, I think the first one you could buy it used at GameStop, but it, it kept its value pretty much. Yeah. And the second one didn't. But I think I found a cheap... I don't know. I don't remember which one it the was. The second but one wasn't good. Now. The second one was around the Civil War. Yeah. Which, but I, I couldn't get into that one. That first and one was... Penance is a character, which I hated that character. That first one was just perfectly made. Yeah. Each character's unique skills were balanced so evenly. I don't know. When I think of a game like that with as, a roster of, of as many characters as that has... There's so many more characters. So one, many yeah. characters that you would think, you know, the buttons essentially all do the same things between characters. It just looks different as to what they're doing. And that really wasn't the case. Mm -mm. I felt like characters had their own combos and stuff. And like Wolverine was far different, you know, to control than say Spider-Man or something. You you had to learn each character Mm -hmm. and you definitely had your favorites. It was so much fun. Did you manually skill up or did you let the computer do it? I don't, I must've let the computer do it. I don't recall. Yeah, because you could shut it off and pick what skills you wanted to buff up. No, I never did that. I wanted it my way. (laughs) I mean, I think you could find skills as you went, and you could decide if you wanted to keep them or leave them. You know, you didn't have to take them. Yeah. Is that what you mean? No, you could, because there would be like, oh, this move has like 10 bubbles you can add to, and you could have it auto-populate. I don't 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 remember that. I don't think I did. I think playing it with friends, it was better to have it auto-do it because yeah. you'd be sitting there stuck at a pause screen. Come on! <laughs> Just pick already. <laughs> should I do this one or should I do... I don't know what to power up, guys. Well, I gotta read. All right. Uh, what about you, Spencer? Any other entries? Um, I, If this is the last time around, can I throw a few out there? Absolutely. Okay. Um, they all have the same theme of racing. Um, this is still sticking with the N64 um, for me. And that would be uh, Excite Bike 64. Um, I believe it was called Pod Racing. I, I, it's Star Wars, but I don't yes. know. Oh, yeah. Pod, Pod Racer. And then um, Hot Wheels Racing, all for the N64. Yeah, and I, I still have those. I, I have them in the other room as, as I speak right now. Was and, Excite uh, Bike? So much fun. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Was Excite Bike 64 a good game? It, it was all right. Um, I remember because when it came out, I was super young. I was terrible at it, so it's hard to say whether or not it was a good game. <laughs> so I just remember like finishing my three laps and being in second to last place, but still having a good time because I wasn't in that competitive nature just yet. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I remember it had a, a, a wide range of levels, and then you had like the trick competition, and yeah, and they had the uh, original Rocket League with uh, you hitting the giant soccer ball. Really. Yeah, Yeah, that was in a lot of N64 games. Uh, My son and I like playing Monster Truck Madness for the N64, and they have like a a soccer ball, like multiplayer game where you have to hit it in the goal. Halo did that too, Griff Ball. Remember Griff Ball? No. You, um, how was it? Everybody had the hammers, the brute hammers. It was from Halo 3, I think. Uh, And you were thrown in a soccer arena. And this was all player made, but then they the game when Reach came out or something, they actually made a playable mode for it. But a big soccer ball would drop, and those hammers, you'd have to hit the ball with those hammers back and forth yeah. just playing soccer. And there were rockets and then the swords and right. warthogs. <laughs> you know. Pop the ball. <laughs> so much fun. My God. 
I want to play Halo again. Wasn't a pod racer? Wasn't that for all platforms pretty much? Because I think I played that on Xbox. I think we maybe had different versions. Because I never had, that. but the initial Nintendo. one was on sixty four. I remember when it. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, because yeah. it was. They bundled it with the N sixty four there for a while. I think. Yes. What is that? Sixty four came out in ninety six. Correct. Fall ninety six. Sounds right. And that movie didn't come out till ninety nine. So. Yeah, I was thinking that was like a launch title, but it definitely wasn't, was it? I thought it? I played that on PlayStation 2. Maybe I was... What was the other Star Wars game? There was Rogue Squadron. And then there was Battle for Naboo. There was another one with Dash Rendar. Oh, you're thinking of Shadow, Shadow of the Empire. Empire. Shadow yeah. of the Empire. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, Spencer, did when you played uh, Pod Race for Friend 64, did you put the code in where you could control, like with both controllers, the separate pods? No, I did not. I did not. I, I did that once, and it was like crazy. Like, I couldn't figure out how to turn it off so how the pods were you could like enter input a code and then plug a second controller in and the joystick on the first controller would control the left pod the joystick on the second would control the right so you could make them like split apart and like do all this crazy what was the point of doing that just to make it feel authentic to the movie or something but i mean did did, like splitting the pods like Putting distance between them or making them close together, like speed you up or anything really. or do anything? No, just no, not that I. Well, I never played it like probably as good as I could have. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's just cool though. I don't cool. know if you would have been able to really do that because they had the little lightning binder that <laughs> kept the pods from <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, that was one I never got into. But the I, Rogue Squadron, I played a, a lot game. of. Yeah, that was a good game. I love playing with the Bulbas pod just because the sound it made. Yeah, love that sound of that thing. Was it like it looks like a big X if you're looking at the pods from the front? Yeah. Yeah, that was they a were cool one. huge. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Which made it even cooler when the fucking thing wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> Pod wrecks, the dramatic spin outs, the explosions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. I imagine in the Star Wars galaxy, pod racing is like NASCAR. Nobody's really there to watch the racing. They're just waiting for an accident. Right? All right. Well, with that behind us, let's turn our attention over to Spencer and talk more about the Central Ohio Smash Tournament. Once again, Spencer, thank you so much for being here, and I'm excited to talk about this tournament. Uh, First of all, can you tell us a little more and the listeners just uh, overall about the uh, tournament? Okay, yeah. So um, I've actually been running this tournament for... I guess this is going on six years, but technically it wasn't called the Central Ohio Smash Tournament until 2017. Before then, it was just a bunch of kids coming together in my uh, parents' basement at the time. This is when I was uh, in high school, into college, and it got too big for my parents' house. They kind of said, hey, you need to cut it out. You need to find some space out there. And and from there, we, we rented a union hall for 2017. That was the inaugural year of cost as it's called, um, the acronym, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it grew from there. We had 90 entrants in 2017. At the end of Smash 4 in 2018, we had 126 entrants, I believe, around that. And then last year, with Ultimate being the uh, game that it is, we had 271 entrants, which at the time was Ohio's biggest tournament. Wow. Um, since then, I've ran one other tournament that beat that tournament by four people. Um, it was kind of a bittersweet thing, but um, yeah, cost has featured players from over 15 different states, um, players from Canada, 
Um, our winner last year was from Minnesota. The uh, runner-up was from Oklahoma. Wow. So uh, it's uh, it's a pretty fun tournament. We run it over at Game Arena. Um, we haven't announced where Cost 2020 is going to be at yet. Um, we are hoping to be able to announce it Wednesday, but I have a meeting that I have to go to and kind of talk details before we can publicly say that. Um, don't want to get myself in trouble and say it somewhere where it's not. But um, yeah, we're, we're really excited. Um, it, it's not just me. I don't want anybody listening to get that idea. It's a, it's a huge team. It started with me and my parents' house, but uh, I would not be able to get this tournament to where it is now without uh, people like Mindset. Uh, I'm going I'm going off the gamer tags here, but uh, Mindset, Rylum, um, Dibs, um, Chewy Goodness, um, all, all of those guys. Keist, these are uh, local Columbus Smash community organizers who uh, kind of lifted me up and, and made cost what it is today. And we're looking to expand on that. We did already announce that in 2020. It's going to be limited to uh, capped, rather. I should say capped at 512 players. So we're looking to double the number of what it was last year for entrance. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it, it would be the largest tournament in the uh, uh, not in the Midwest, because Michigan has some pretty crazy tournaments when it comes to Super Smash Brothers, but uh, in the kind of region with Indiana, Kentucky, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Um, and Indiana has some great tournaments of its own, but uh, yeah, I, I could I could rant on. So seriously, guys, jump in and uh, stop me because I could I could go on for the next twenty minutes and just talk <laughs> about this tournament. Well, I may need you to actually, but no, I was just going <laughs> to say. Um, so, depending on what version of Smash Brothers is out, is that what you what dominates, or like are people able to come and play all different versions of Smash Brothers? Well, well, the funny thing about that is actually last year we ran Ultimate and Rivals of Aether. Um, and if you're not familiar with Rivals of Aether, um, to everybody that. listening out there, definitely check that game out. It's a uh, kind of indie platformers inspired by uh, Smash Brothers. It was created by Dan Fornace. Fornace? I'm going to pronounce that last name wrong, so I apologize to Dan. He's, he's a great guy. Um but uh, it, it's kind of blown up in a lot of major Smash Bros. tournaments around the world, including uh, Genesis and Big House and uh, maybe not Big House, Frostbite. These are tournaments that have thousands of players. They, they always host Rivals of Aether. But to get back to your question, um, last year we ran Ultimate because it was its, its first year, and we're still technically in its first year of being out. Um, the year before that, it was Smash 4 and Melee. We did run uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee for Nintendo GameCube. And we were excited to announce two weeks ago that we are bringing back Melee for 2020. Um, oh, if, wow. if you're not familiar with it, Super Smash Brothers Melee, despite releasing in the early 2000s, has a crazy competitive scene to this day. And I'm talking about esports organizations, uh, TSM, Cloud9, um, the big hitters. They have representation in, uh, in Super Smash Brothers Melee. So we're excited to bring that back. Now, of course, Ultimate will still be the main event, and that's what we're focusing on. But uh, Melee and Rivals of Aether will be coming back for cost 2020 as well. That's exciting. That Melee was my jam. The original one and Melee were my, yeah. my jams right there. I ought to play a little bit because I've never played any of the Smashes. I played Rivals of Aether, and that game's actually, you need some little bit of skill, I think, to play because it's, I think it's a little bit different than Smash, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot different. The, the fundamentals and the, uh, the idea is from it stems from smash and then dan the creator uh definitely branched off and, and put his own flair into it. it it's a uh 
it's a, it's a very fun game and I will always support it because that community has supported my tournament. Um, it, it's a really cool community and the Smash community itself is really cool as well, especially in Ohio, um, the Midwest. But I mean, Smash, competitive Smash as a whole is all over the world. It's insane. Of course, Japan, um, Canada, uh, Mexico, um, over in Europe, they have some tournaments. Um, I know there's even a scene in like the Middle East. So wow, it, it's geez. crazy. It's such a good <clears throat> fighting game. I don't typically like fighting games. Like Street Fighter is fun and all, but I would never. There's so many games I'd buy before I bought Street Fighter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um, but Smash Brothers is probably the only fighting game I've ever consistently bought with new consoles that come out because it's so good. And it's, um, I mean, like any Nintendo game, so balanced, meticulously put together. You. Rarely have any. I can see why it, it's um, being used for tournaments. I guess is what mm. I'm saying. Well, you know what I mean. The, the thing is, um, Smash Bros. When I describe it to somebody who's maybe unfamiliar with the competitive scene, is Smash Bros. is two games entirely. So you have the party. Let's get together for a game night and just play for fun. Items on any level. We'll put it on random. You have that sort of Smash Brothers. And then you have the competitive scene. Um, hey, we're going to limit this to three stocks, no items, um, only a selected amount of stages. And uh, we're going to make it a best of three until we get to a certain point in the tournament, then it's best of five. And then you have stage striking. And then you have um, DSR. Um, it, there's a bunch of like community rules that come into it and and the top video that I recommend to people that want to get into competitive smash is go on YouTube. It's going to take you some time because I believe it's four or five hours long, but check out the melee documentary. So they document, they did a documentary on competitive melee and this was years ago. Um, it, it even includes Dreffen who's from, uh, from Ohio. He's the number one player in Ohio in melee. He still is to this day. Um, a chic, chic player. And just watch that, because that's actually what got me into competitive Smash. It, it's a completely different game than you playing it for fun. And uh, it, it is definitely a wake-up call for those who maybe aren't ready and just want to jump into it. <laughs> I, I definitely recommend doing your homework, but uh, it's, uh, it's a world of fun, and the community is very accepting. Going back to your comments about Street Fighter and like Tekken and maybe other games like Mortal Kombat... Um, I always thought, and this is just my p opinion alone, I don't want to put this out there and say I'm speaking for everyone, but I always thought that Smash was the easiest fighting game competitive-wise to get into just mm -hmm. because it's so family-friendly and it's the, the community is very accepting of everybody. And that's not to say that Street Fighter and Tekken isn't. It's, it's just Smash is, I mean, on the surface, just intended for families. You know, when I remember, I don't remember which Mortal Kombat it was. It had to have been a GameCube one, maybe? I don't recall. Anyway. Or is there even Mortal Kombat on GameCube? Yeah, there is. Is there? Anyway, I remember uh, learning some of the characters and, like, looking at their finishing moves. And some of these things were, like, ten buttons, like, long. And I'm like, do you really expect me to remember this shit? There's the no way. combination yeah. to hit them all in that Yeah, pattern. like, how could yeah. this ever happen? Like, how could they ever pull that off? And, you know, like he said, Smash Brothers is something that everybody can get their hands in and have fun with and I think have an equal chance. You know what I mean? Are the moves like Street Fighter and, like, Mortal Kombat? Did no, it's like up, up B and down B. and. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's... Now, you, 
you can pull off strings. For example, I'll give you Mario, since that's the, the face of the franchise, the face of Nintendo. Um, let's say you're in a competitive game, you got your opponent at a certain percent, you're playing on a tri-plat stage, meaning there's three platforms there. Um, you can uh, grab, down throw, so you're just gonna grab them, down throw, um, you're gonna do uh, up A, and then you could possibly get an up air string. So you're just going up A, up A, into up B. Um, now that's, I know that that alone sounds hard, but it is even harder than it sounds. So. Um, for example, Dark Wizzy is the number one uh, Mario player in the world, and they have rankings for all these players and just the top 50 overall. He would be able to do that in his sleep. So there are strings and there are combos. They're not as uh, commonly known because you don't necessarily have those tutorials that are like Mortal Kombat. You do have the training room, but it's not going to be the same. Right. Uh, but again, it, it's two different games because somebody who isn't familiar with the competitive side of it is never going to think to do that. They may accidentally do it and say, well, that was cool. Um, but yeah, there's people out here that are doing that consistently. And once you get to that high enough level, I mean, you have uh, you have some pretty sick combos. And I, I definitely recommend people that are interested, that are listening, go on YouTube, just start searching videos, just type in competitive smash, start watching matches, check out MK Leo. He's the current, he's currently the number one player in the world. Check out Mars, uh, number one, zero suit Samus in the world. Um, light number one Fox in the world. It's uh, it's really cool. It's fun to watch and smash as a spectator sport. And I know I'll probably get some slack for saying sport, but um, just, just not watching here you won't. No, 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 I know I'm in good hands here, but um, just, just watching it for fun and watching these tournaments, um, you you can really get into it. it. It's you'll be yelling at your screen just like if you're watching a football game. Hmm. I've found myself this. doing esports like that before, just flipping through the channels and yeah. watching. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, look at him go. My wife's like, what? I don't understand what's happening. It's funny <laughs> how not. addictive it can be to watch somebody play a game. I don't know why, but it really is. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. Yeah. I, I it, like Final Fantasy, never got into him. But when Final Fantasy X came out, like my roommate at the time, like I forbade him from ever playing it unless I was home. Like, I've got to see what happens. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I'm sorry. I think I cut you off, Spencer. What were you saying? No, no, you, you're fine. Um, I was just going to bring up, uh, I believe it was Evo. I want to say it was 2018. It was whatever the last uh, Evo had Smash 4 in it. Um, they actually aired it on Disney XD wow. and re-aired it on ESPN2. And <laughs> it was it was cool because you had Zero, who's actually, I believe, is still in the Guinness Book of World Records for most esports uh, tournament wins in a row. Um, you had him against Salem. And uh, this was back when Bayonetta was dominating it because this was Smash 4. Um, you had probably one of the hypest sets ever, and it was broadcasted on Disney XD and ESPN2. Now, because it was broadcasted on ESPN2, you had a lot of confused... Um, confused adult males who were uh, <laughs> where's my football yeah. yeah exactly get this get this trash off the tv and yada 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 but that was a big moment for for smash as a competitor's uh, sp- uh sport and i hesitate to say that again but um no it's uh it's a it's a very interesting community and i, I wouldn't say to get into it for money because there's League of Legends out there, there's Overwatch out there, there's right, StarCraft. Yeah. Get get into those if you're interested in making money. 
um, smash, you can make some money, but you, you're going to have to be top 50 in the world. And that's extremely hard because uh, I, I would say I'm decent at the game, but I probably couldn't beat Columbus's top 20. Wow. Man, there was a time that I could whoop any ass in that first yeah. Smash Brother game. <laughs> the very first one, Captain Falcon. Fuck with me, I dare you. <laughs> All right, Falcon That's, Punch, relax. <laughs> well, is, hey, uh, that was that back was in actually... my back in the day. I'm old and crusty now, Randy. I couldn't pull that off now. He's but... actually one of the best characters in that game, Captain Falcon. I would say uh, Captain Falcon and Pikachu. And, and now yeah. I'm not as familiar with Smash N64, but um, the number one player in the world for Smash 64 is Super Boom fan from uh, Canada. And believe it or not, they still have tournaments for it. Oh, I believe it. That was such a smooth game. And Captain Falcon's up kick, yeah. like keeping people in the air, man. That was my jam. Yeah. Just constantly keeping them from touching Juggling. the ground. You're not coming down. <laughs> and doing his Falcon dive at the end when you get the percentage high enough. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was just, man, you had to time that stuff so perfectly. Yeah. Especially if you're playing with like an actual person because they're like, oh, you're getting your Falcon punch ready. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, um,. Very cool, man. So, so people who uh, are interested in possibly taking part in uh, Cost Twenty Twenty, what what actions do they need to take? Um, so, this is still early on in the game. We always run the Cost events in June. Now, there's a major event that's the first weekend in June in Wisconsin called Smash and Splash. We always run it the weekend after Smash and Splash. Um, so registration isn't open just yet. It will be open probably the last week of December into the first week of January. Okay. If you are interested and don't want to pay extra money, register early because venue fee will increase as it gets closer. Um, just like with any event, if you're really interested, you can, uh, go on Twitter. That's where we're most active. We will have a Facebook event once it gets closer, man, I'm, I'm kicking myself because I don't have the exact, uh, twitter at in my head it's it's cost underscore ssb i believe that is that is correct yes that is it okay yeah, <laughs> i looked it up <laughs> perfect thank you thank you yeah it's cost underscore ssb and uh i i actually run that page again it's not just me i, I do run that page but uh it's a team that runs the event um but yeah just uh, you don't even have to give it a follow just uh, check it out go back through some of the tweets we have some videos retweeted I and mean, you may have to go back a ways but um check out the pictures um and i mean i think at this point our tournament and and not to sound cocky or anything but uh if you google central ohio smash tournament um some stuff will come up if you go on youtube and, and look up some of our sets from last year because we stream everything and uh, I know we were at a couple thousand viewers for uh, last year's cost. So I'm hoping to hit wow. the, the tens of thousands this year um, if we're lucky. But, um, yeah, it, it's still early on. So hopefully if you guys will have me back, I'd love to come back on when we uh, we get closer to it. Of course. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, just yeah, let man. us know. We'll make it happen, man. For now, just, yeah, cost underscore SSB, just standing for Super Smash Bros. Um, and, again, cost stands for Central Ohio Smash Tournament. And we're going to be running Ultimate, so the newest rendition of Smash, uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee and Rivals of Aether. And it's most likely going to be that second weekend of June, and we will be announcing the venue where that's going to be taking place within the next week or two. Well, yeah, just let us know. We'll definitely get you back on. And in the meantime, we'll make some posts about it and hopefully get people's interest stirred up. That way Absolutely. when registration opens, they know where to go. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, and I, I know I've uh, I've talked to to you guys about uh, potentially doing something where you guys come out, and we would love to have you. Yeah, uh, there in person. Uh, uh, you guys are cool enough. I won't charge you anything. I've, I've had a great time here tonight. <laughs> you guys have my uh, my blessing to come in there. But I uh, mean, we're cool. We'll have to Falcon <laughs> punch my way in the door. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We actually we actually had the number one Captain Falcon at uh, cost uh, twenty eighteen fatality. Wow. Which I, I don't know if I'm allowed saying this on the podcast, but at the time he was sponsored by uh, uh, a porn website. Really? Wow. Hmm. Yeah. A porn Children. website or yeah. the porn yeah. website? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Fatality. Fatality is his name. He was sponsored by, uh, well, I'll let you, your imagination figure it out. It was uh, YP Fatality. <laughs> got it <laughs> very good well spencer man thanks so much again this has been a blast i've, I've had a great time I, I appreciate you guys allowing me to come on and and anything i can do for you guys let me know because uh I, i'm always and i always have been you scratch my back i'll scratch yours and, and what Perfect. you guys have here is is super fun and and amazing well, thank you. Yeah, and we'll definitely uh, take you up on that. We'll definitely do that. Thanks again, man. Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can see show highlights, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, buy some merch, become a patron, see some YouTube videos, and if you'd like to promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at cannedairpod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. And if you want to get in on the action with our Patreon pod, get access to that show that we release once a month and have the power to control said show. Patreon.com forward slash Pod. That's where you get the power, people. And again, if you're going to the Wizard World Con, again, this episode's posting on the day it starts, but still not too late for a few last-minute people out there. I know I'm not the only last-minute person in the world, for <laughs> sure. Use Candare in the promo box at checkout when you buy your tickets on wizardworld.com. Get 10% off. It's going to help you. I think I like a, a, the one-day Saturday ticket's like $55. Is it really? Yeah. It's the most expensive one. The, the Sunday, I think it's like 44 The Saturday is like 35 or something like that. So, hmm. again, it'll help. Definitely 10% Definitely, off that's yeah. going to help. So, uh, yeah. Don't and, forget to use that. And if you are going, go see uh, Brian E. Lau and mention the Canned Air Podcast. He'll be in Artist Alley. He's got the books Staunch Ambition and uh, Inferno City Firehouse. So Both he's, amazing books. Exactly. And he said if you mention uh, Canned Air to him, you'll get a discount. So come on. Come on. You can't beat it, right? Uh, and... What if? Yeah, there it is. There it is, Randy. Our other show, whatifpod.com, or you can just uh, search What If Series in your podcast player of choice. We're the one with the yellow text and the blue background. But our other show where uh, Jack, myself, and our third uh, co-host, Ryan Little, we where every other week we uh, look at a twist on reality. We look at what if we could control the weather. What if people came in all range of sizes what if the earth was flat and then we talk for about 40 minutes on uh, the outcome on, mm-hmm. on the world what if that it would were the be case. like if exactly it's been a lot of fun had a lot of good feedback from that so check it out again whatifpod.com probably the best thing to do is search canned air productions in your podcast player of choice because you'll get this show and that show it works I did it this weekend it does work I promise you I've tried it I've tried it so canned air productions what if pod Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I am Jeremy Collie. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. I'm Spencer Kirksey. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah.
I can't find my dad. Hang on there, little Jimmy. Hey, it's Alpine. While you're waiting on your negligent parents to find you, why don't you pull out your mobile device and get on CandarePodcast.com? Shoot, it may even help him find you. Well, that makes no sense. Hey, what are you doing near my son? Time to split. G.I. Joe! Go to CandarePodcast.com where she can (laughs) (laughs) We have a blooper blooper thing for the end of the episode. Go to CandarePodcast.com where you can check out show highlights, listen to the show. Jesus. And a second one. I can't think of a better night. (laughs) My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.